millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, y'all. Ryan Sprague here. As you all know, the Somewhere in the Skies podcast is always free to consume. But it isn't free to create. That's why I've started the Somewhere in the Skies Patreon campaign. On a monthly basis, you give what you think the show is worth. You'll be helping the show continue, grow, and to be something truly communal. And remember, there are rewards for each level of contribution, and the list is only growing. So please, help Somewhere in the Skies now by becoming a patron. To contribute and to learn more, visit www.patreon.com backslash somewhere skies. Thank you for your support. And now, on with the show. This is Somewhere in the Skies with Ryan Sprague. Welcome to Somewhere in the Skies. I'm your host, Ryan Sprague. This week, I'm coming to you from my hotel room in Washington, D.C. Why I'm here, I can't quite give away just yet. And yes, I am pulling a Tom DeLonge. To the Stars Academy, critics and fans will get that reference. But I did want to let you know that this week, I'm sharing with you a very special discussion I had while I was living in Los Angeles this past year. I had the amazing opportunity to be part of a panel discussion at the Upright Citizens Brigade as part of the Houndtall Discussion Series, hosted by well-known comedian Moshe Kasher. Joining us that night was Irish comedian Ashling B., Oscar-nominated writer Emily Gordon, and Oscar-nominated writer and featured actor on The X-Files and The Twilight Zone, Mr. Kumail Nanjiani. With that lineup, I was a little intimidated, but I also prepared for both a little ragging on and definitely for some well-needed laughs. But I made sure to always bring the topic back to a level of sincerity and seriousness, as it well deserves. But just be warned, this is a comedy discussion. Sensitive ufologists out there may get a little offended, and for that, all I can say is, I'm not sorry. If you can't have a little sense of humor with all this, please, find another passion and hobby. This was an amazing opportunity where I got to run these comedians and a live audience through over 70 years of UFO history, leading up to the announcement of the secret Pentagon UFO program. Another warning, this was recorded almost a year ago, so many revelations about the ATIP program and To The Stars Academy have been made since then, so just keep that in mind when you hear us discussing it. But other than that, I hope you can sit back, enjoy some levity in our discussion on UFOs, and as always, keep your feet on the ground as I, Moshe Kasher, Ashlyn B., Emily Gordon, and Kumail Nanjiani keep searching for answers somewhere in the skies. Enjoy! 
Ladies and gentlemen, we're live at the UCB Franklin Theater for another episode of the Hound Tall Discussion Series. Say hi, everybody. Hi! <laughs> Tonight we're talking about UFOs. Do they exist? Well, our guest expert definitely says that they do, and we'll find out for ourselves right now. Put your hands together for him. He is the author of Somewhere in the Skies, Ryan Sprague, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together for him. Here he comes. And our guest comedic panelists, Ashling B., Emily Gordon, and Kumail Nanjiani. There they are. There they go. How exciting. Oh, wait, Ryan, no, come sit next to me. Kumail, you go away. Okay. Sorry. I'm trying to get Kumail back down to earth since his uh, Academy Award nomination. What about Emily? You were also nominated for an Academy Award, but you do not have the problems with ego that Kumail does. That is true. And I therefore do not need to bring you down to earth. It's really not a big deal. It's just an Academy Award fucking nomination. (laughs) I wish you'd stop bringing it up all the time. Well, you know what? Actually, I thought this would be a cool cool opportunity because it's probably the last podcast you'll both do before the awards, right? And I just thought, why don't you go ahead and just do your speech just for us right now? Because we'll never never get to do it. No, no. No, you're going to win an Oscar. (laughs) This is the last podcast we're doing. Period. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, you asked me to do it. I was like, and you were like, Kumail already said yes. And I was like, Kumail, you're doing podcasts again? <laughs> again. She needs, she needs the help. I'm, I'm grounded. Oh, I like the idea that you're, you doing, you're, that you're doing them, ag- uh, that you're doing them again. I just love the idea of like Kumail coming home all death of a salesman style, putting his briefcase down. God damn it, Emily, that's the last podcast. People are like, we need you as a guest. Oh, I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> yeah, classic death of a salesman reference, Camille. I was doing a different reference. I don't know what you're talking about. Who are you up against? Who are these other pricks? We don't want to talk about it. Some nobodies. Some real nobodies. She meant who are you up against tonight on this podcast. And it's (laughs) Ashling B, ladies and gentlemen. There she is. That's her dulcet Irish tones. Ashling, are you a believer in UFOs? Uh, big time. <laughs> uh, I, uh, just only between like 9 p.m. at night and 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so like ghosts, vampires, aliens, uh, crystals. Um, you start to believe in crystals I finally? Everyone, yeah, yeah. yeah. We all believe in crystals. I mean, Gems of all kinds. Beware, 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 children. She's showing um, a necklace, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Uh, we she are believes in necklaces. Yeah. Um, I believe Emily, in necklaces. Emily, you and Camilla are big X-Files people. Are you guys also be- are you believers? She's not. Are you not? No? <gasps> no, I'm a I'm a absolute believer and it's the only thing I'm frightened of. Oh, why are you afraid of them? Because uh, I don't get them. Mm. And I watched a lot of Unsolved Mysteries as a kid and the whole idea is that you don't know they could be taking you over on a nightly basis and you just don't oh, know. God. So I was like, how do I how do I prove that I haven't been taken in the night and then they wipe my brain and then that tied me into knots for like nine nine the ages of nine to like twelve or thirteen. It was the nosebleed. If anyone in school got a nosebleed like you've been taken by aliens, there's no other way of no like And I just, had a lot what of What a quaint country Ireland is <laughs> <laughs> No, we murdered a lot of children, and we were embarrassed by it. <laughs> Looking back, we thought X-Files was a documentary, and nobody told us, and we're embarrassed, but we moved on. Kumail, what about you? You believe her? I think so, yeah. Of all the... the, the that sh- Like, I don't believe in ghosts, or vampires, or Bigfoot, or... Uh, 
UFOs is the only one of that whole group that I think that there's a very real possibility. Ryan, uh, do you resent the idea? Like, everybody's been framing this already from, I don't believe in ghosts, specters, poltergeists, <laughs> but I kind of do believe in. Does it, does it stick in your craw that, that it's even categorized with those things? It, it's tough because the, the way I look at it, the UFO or alien phenomenon could impact the world in many different ways. Whereas I, I don't think many people feel threatened by a ghost. Or, what are you that's talking about? primary okay, characteristic what? of I mean, ghosts. They are they, very threatening. They, they say boo and you shit yourself. They have unfinished business. They came up with a three-letter word for I am threatening you. Yeah. <laughs> But I get, I get, I take your point though, Ryan. You're, you're, you're saying essentially that that because of how how potentially real this is, it feels like it more could fall under the category of possible science rather than supernatural. I think so. Yeah. I mean, if you think about a an alien civilization from somewhere else. Whoa. Oh my god. Oh shit. What the fuck? Still not scared of ghosts. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, science speaks for itself, man. Listen, science speaks. Listeners for at home, I don't know what to tell you except that from this, as he said, ghosts aren't scary. Ectoplasm fell from the sky. I, I am now a believer. A ghost sneezed on us. <laughs> but it's ah boo. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. It did not deserve it. It didn't deserve it. Yeah. I thought it deserved a bigger laugh. So I don't think it did. I'm not joking. I think it did. Ryan, uh, before we get into the science and the possible changing of the world that UFOs could uh, bring about, uh, I read your book, or I read a, a good portion of it, and it starts off with your... Well, it's difficult to get what through everything. No, it's no, not. The book is very good, easy to get through. It's, very, it's a page-turner. I just... I'm busy. Anyway... Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, you start the book off with your own personal experience of a UFO sighting, and I wondered if you could take us through what happened. Just tell the story. Fuck yes! (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't even Kumail. That was the specter that has appeared. Uh, Yeah, so uh, I was 12 years old. I was 1996. I had a bloody nose. Yeah, I had a bloody nose. Um, And I was fishing off a dock. Uh, I was away with my parents at camp. And, what part of the uh, world were you in? This was in upstate New York. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Right on the near the Canadian border, <laughs> actually. Upstate yeah. New York. <laughs> and um, I was fishing, mm-hmm. and I I looked up, and I saw three white lights in a triangular formation, mm-hmm. and uh, completely silent. I, I didn't see like a, a structured craft, if you will, but I could not see like the stars or anything behind it, and it was coming down. Is this at nighttime? Nighttime, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it was coming Fishing down over the water. Fishing at night, you say? Yeah. <laughs> this story's starting to fall apart. <laughs> no, okay, so it's nighttime, all of a sudden you look up, there's three, there are three lights, to quote Captain Picard, and uh, that's a deep cut, and, and you can't see past the lights. Correct, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Completely silent. Um, all I could hear was like the water hitting the dock where I was fishing. And uh, wait, you were still fishing at this point? <laughs> That's a committed fisherman, right yeah, absolutely, there. Absolutely, man. Like, aliens, but these, these bass aren't going to catch themselves. It was perch. Uh, okay, sure. Sorry. That's not, that's not. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> it's upstate New York. New York, dude. Yeah, they don't have bass in upstate New York. Oh, yikes. Maybe you should have finished the book. <laughs> That's the last chapter. That was like page two. <laughs> chapter 42, it was Perch. Mystery solved. Okay, so 
what happened? Are you scared? Are you you're 12 oh, yeah. years old? You're terrified. I was fucking terrified, man. Yeah, I I screamed for my dad to come out. He was inside our camp. Well, wow, that's kind of uh, weak. Kind of weak of you, by the way. Right, 12, 12, yeah. So you screamed for your dad. Did he come? He came out. He came out. He saw the tail end of this thing as it floated silently over the water towards Canada. Whoa. And, you know, Smart aliens, huh? Yeah. <laughs> We're going that away. Yeah. They're like, in 20 years, some shit's going to go down here. We don't want to be here for it. <laughs> to Trudeau and beyond. <laughs> um, question, Does you, what your dad saw, is it... Did he see enough of it to be like, that was crazy? Or is he like, I don't know what I, I saw. saw something. I, yeah. Yeah. I, so, again, he saw, like, the tail end of it. So, to him, he thought it was a plane. It, it could have been. could have been anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it directly over me. It was huge, whatever the hell this thing was. And it just floated silently. And that's the thing that really got to me. Was like, like a Prius. Like, like an Uber <laughs> coming to pick you but up. Where the fuck did you come from? But this is 96. Come they did the horn. Come the horn, man. We are pre-Prius at yeah. this point. Yeah. So, so couldn't have been a Prius. Were you a kid at that point who was prone to believe in UFOs? Were you like sort of the kind of kid who was like looking for UFOs and, and that kind of stuff? No. Not did you watch That's the right answer, Mysteries? Ryan, by the way. I, that was the one I wanted from did you. you. Yeah, watch... I was really leading you. Did you watch Unsolved Mysteries growing up? I, I did see it on occasion. The music scared the shit yeah, out of me. Yeah, the music was terrifying. I think most people. That one episode with the arsonist and the guy watching, if anybody... Oh, it's oh forget scary. about <laughs> it. That's a scary... Also, did you... Uh, um, we were talking backstage. The Time Life books. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had those. Yeah. Did you have those before or after this incident? Oh, man. I'm trying to think of when those came out. Um, what like, were those books? This is like oh, straight man. up White Privilege 101 right here. <laughs> now, did, I know you had the books for sure. Now, did you get the books before or after your UFO experience? No child did not have those books. No. Yeah, they come with your white card. They do come with your white card. <laughs> do you remember those commercials, Emily? Yes, it would 100%. Be, it, would be so, it was so... Infl- like, uh, it just... It, the, the stories would be so incendiary. It'd be like, and then aliens came down, grabbed the man. What happened next? Read the book. You'll have to find out. <laughs> yeah. And I stole them from the library, but they had gorgeous oh, okay. art. You got your street cred yeah, back. Yeah, got that street cred back. They had gorgeous artwork, so sometimes I would just steal pages out of them after reading them. What a monstrous thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> to prevent others from solving the crimes. Yeah, that's right. I won't. That's why the mystery stayed unsolved. Yeah, it's me tearing them out of the time. All the clues books. were yeah. on your... You're like a young, hip Jessica Fletcher. Going, They'll never work out it was me the whole time. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's how I refer to myself. So far, we've referred to Death of a Salesman, Unsolved Mysteries, uh, Lethal Weapon, uh, Murder, She Wrote. I think we're doing a really good job You're old as millennials. Yeah, yeah, right. Get yourself a piece of toast. So, Ryan, come here. You had a question? Go ahead. No, 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 keep going. Well, I, I just want to know more about... Yeah, tell us more. Of what was happening to you physiologically at the time that you saw this? Because it was more... I don't want... Uh, no, would your dick get hard or what was going on? Bro, bro, look at me, bro. Should get dick get hard? <laughs> Yeah, tell I me, mean, tell me about I that 12-year-old dick. Old. Yeah, so it was always hard. <laughs> That's what he was fishing with. <laughs> this this line whole... the end? Yeah. <laughs> line. That, that wasn't no line. <laughs> but, so, but you do describe your physiological reaction to seeing these lights. Because so, I, I don't want to paint a picture that, like... In the, in the book, it really struck me how intensive an experience this was for you. It was more than just seeing three lights in the sky. You were... You felt a vibration in the air. Tell, tell us more about what it felt yeah, like physically. Yeah, I, I, I could, like... In, maybe it was adrenaline, something like that. Uh, I was definitely scared. I felt threatened. Um... I felt this vibration throughout my whole body. My hair was sticking up. My hair was sticking up, sorry. Um, and 
it just your I hair just, was sticking up. My hair was sticking up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. It, it How was, did you know a, your hair was sticking up? Or you're like, better get my fishing mirror. It's <laughs> <laughs> sticking up. Okay. Or do you just could you feel the spikiness of your it, like on my oh your hair and your arms? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Your head. I was like, goose bumps. Okay. Which is also a great series of books from our era. In case somebody wanted to reference another thing from <laughs> now, did you have the like alt right Hitler haircut at the time? Oh, <laughs> I, I invented Pop this haircut. I invented this haircut. No, it's you a did. Good looking haircut. Macklemore did. No, no, Hitler did. But, but after that, it was me. Um, no, I used to have that haircut. No, no, but uh, I just do like the image of you. <laughs> it's very funny to think of Hitler's hair standing on end. Anyway, whatever. The little mustache goes up. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> So Ryan, uh, what, yeah, what else? Uh, and then as it as it disappeared into the skyline, what are you thinking? Do you think I just saw an alien craft? Or you th- what do you think? What's what's your process? Yeah, I mean, at that time, like, I mean, I was only twelve, but sort of my my limited knowledge of aviation, I, I, I knew that what I was looking at was not like a plane I'd ever seen before. Um, I knew that. Whatever it was, it was silent. There was no, like, propulsion to it. And I was just confused. I had no clue what I was looking at. And for my father to say, like, it was a plane, it was a plane to try to calm me down, like, that helped in the moment. But I just, I became so curious after that that I wanted to keep, you know, pursuing whatever. So did you, like, tell your friends about it? Did you, like, think about it for weeks and weeks? Like, what ha- and, and how did the people around you take yeah. it? Um, I, I didn't tell anyone for years and years. Wow! Okay. Actually, yeah, I, uh, I I went. I would go to the library and take out book after. And book. there were pages were missing. <laughs> Emily, <laughs> sorry guys, I'm white trash. <laughs> white card revoked. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I became obsessed after that. I mean, stacks of books I would take home on like UFOs, Loch Ness monster, like all this crazy shit because sort of this door was open for me that. Whatever was happening out there, whatever we were being told was happening, wasn't the whole story. Uh, and I'll, I'll just say that I, uh, w- when you sent you sent me a bunch of material to look at, and uh, and when I got the material, I would say that I was probably a pretty heavy skeptic. I, be- I, I believe in alien life because it, it just seems pretty obvious that at some point there's going to be alien life out there. But in terms of UFOs visiting earth wherever they may or may not have come from i would say i was a skeptic by the end of looking through the 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 material you sent me i don't think it's really up for debate that there has been some something has come to this planet maybe it came from this planet maybe it came from somewhere else but let us so let's go back in history and just get to the what our modern understanding of it like the military and the government's involvement in a cover-up of whatever the craft that has been seen may be, it started when? I mean, what what are some of the early sightings that we, we refer to? You, you, were, you were telling me about one that happened even before Roswell, right, that happened here in Los Angeles, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, one of the first... I guess recorded once in modern UFO history, we call it. Ashling's doing silent doing, physical no, comedy on a podcast Fletcher. right now. <laughs> Just so you That's know. That's my brand. Yeah. That's why I'm invited on so She's many podcasts. Doing the my mime skills. Um, <laughs> she is doing the reenactment. That would be a great I'm podcast. Gonna, I'm going to need that. Yeah. The mime cast. I'll be, I'll be you seeing the, seeing the alien. Very cool. I'm Put your so hand excited. up like this, though. <laughs> 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 okay, Ryan. Uh, yeah, so before Roswell, you were telling me there was uh, there was actually a, a documented uh, UFO visit here in Los Angeles, yeah. right? Yeah. Tell this us about in, that. Uh, 1941, it was called the Battle of Los Angeles. Where- oh, I know this. Yeah, yeah Battle right, of LA. Not, not the movie with Rihanna. Oh, fuck, I don't know yeah. about it. <laughs> 
So, um, that movie's from 1941. It looks good. <laughs> Rihanna, right. Rihanna Black, is ancient. Black Oak Crack. <laughs> Oh um, yeah, so it um, this huge cylindrical object, bright as all hell, was seen over Los Angeles. The army actually got really like scared about this, and they started firing on it. They mobilized and sent planes into the sky. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a documented thing that happened. This is documented. This is you know in every yeah. You Did they bring it, it down? So they shot at it. And whatever was up there, complete, it just disappeared out of sight. Shit. Uh, shell casings actually fell back down and killed people. So this was actually like a pretty deadly event. Are you sure that the army didn't just shoot a bunch of people and then make up this story this, to cover? Oh, there was a UFO we were shooting at. <laughs> it fell back down. Oh, my God. These protesters were just standing under the UFO. <laughs> so a spacecraft came down and piloted by George Soros himself. <laughs> So that's that, legit scary, though. That is very scary, and and one of the uh, one of the uh, ongoing themes of these different stories is that the is is that idea that the craft not only are larger than any craft you could ever imagine, that they also move at a pace that is unimaginable, that d- doesn't match any technology. And they change not. direction too, right? right? That's another. Certainly all not weather balloons. R- right, yeah, <laughs> it's like certainly not technology that we have now, but definitely not that we had in 1941 or 47, which is when Roswell happens, what happened in Roswell? I honestly don't know the story of Roswell, yeah, yeah. so tell um, us that. This was Jul- early July of 1947. Uh, something crashed in the desert in Roswell, New Mexico. A rancher found a bunch of wreckage on his, uh, on his ranch. He reported it to the, the local uh, airfield, and they came out to investigate. Uh, immediately, they started gathering everything up, uh, b- putting it, you know, on their trucks and sending it back to their base. And uh, they were told the rancher never to talk about what had happened there. Uh, that The next day, the newspaper said that they had found a flying disc. And the day after that, the story was retracted, and they said that they'd found a weather balloon. I Whoa. mean, that's, that's what most people know about Roswell. It was just a weather balloon. It was just a weather balloon. But there's been, I mean countless witnesses in the military who've come forward and said that was a cover story like we, we don't know exactly what it was but it definitely was not a well, do you so what i'd heard about roswell was like that's there were like people saw the uh, grays like the little guys with the big eyes that give me all of the nightmares yeah. so is that is that a cockamamie part of the theory or is it we just don't know what they saw we don't know what people saw Wait, what's the grays thing at Roswell well the grays are just that's what the aliens no, are I, that have the big I eyes I know but I didn't know that people saw those aliens at Roswell yeah. there, there are many witnesses who claim to have seen bodies um, so what those bodies were we don't know they might have been dead human bodies. Uh, it, it could have yeah. been a test, you know, by the government, some sort of flight test. This was the very early days of uh, aerospace, of, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get as far up as we could. It could have been some sort of test pilots. Uh, the, the whole body thing has always been up for Before debate. this, because yeah. you know the way when you, when you see aliens in all movies, we don't seem to be able to really stretch away from an alien look. Like even, what's that Amy Adams movie? Arrival. They have, Arrival. Yeah. They look still a bit like the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, like it's always like... Octopuses. We can't imagine anything weirder than an octopus. Octopuses are absolutely mad. Eight legs. No one can understand them. I'll eat them, but I don't understand them. To be um, fair, octopuses look fucking fucked they up. They look mad. And They're sometimes I'm like, looking. guys, are we all just, can we just not all get our heads around octopuses? Is that what aliens are? But you know, say after the film The Truman Show, there's, uh, after the film The Truman Show, in, in the sort of book of mental health, 
there is now a, a, a sort of disease where people think, and I think it the whole time, like, oh, I'm in a movie. They've cast those extras really bad because I saw him running around two years ago and they'd hard, they've just reused the budget for the extras. Like, there's, there's a, it, it made us think... It's a form of think, dementia. Yeah, yeah that we, we were think in, people are replaced by doubles and that, yeah. Well, exactly. I, and so you start looking for the filmic or the, the connections in your life. I wonder, say, with Aliens... <laughs> how much, and, and you could maybe answer this, how much Hollywood has to answer for what we see matching or, or when, we, when we think we see something matching what's so delivered to us as this octopus-looking thing. But I think the octopus-looking thing is not the standard it's pretty, the image of the me, alien. The, the, yeah, the grays it's more is, humanoid. It's those big eyes that even E.T. fits into yeah, Arrival. Right, but, but, but your, your, your point is well made. Like, the question is always begged uh, when we talk about UFOs uh, is did we begin to believe in UFOs because the science fiction movies showed them to us or did the science fiction movies take from the human consciousness yeah, like the what, was, what was reported exactly like the chicken and the egg no, just the like that chicken and the egg uh, another unfinished question we'll get to that later so what do you think I mean uh, you're a believer so it's a difficult question to pose to you when we and by the way I want to point out that Ryan's specialty is not necessarily alien visitation it is UFO it's, it's spacecraft people that have mm. seen spacecraft right what we're going to get more into the beings but even the spacecraft the imagery yeah, that the, we the see vroom. when we see the spacecraft we um, used to see flying saucers and now it's maybe modernized a bit like, like to what to yeah try, to what degree do you <laughs> think we have been in by the way you would admit that most ufo sightings are total bullshit right oh absolutely i mean 95 percent. oh yeah but yours was real <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone thinks <laughs> 95% of them are prosaic explanations. They're conventional aircraft. They're misidentifications. They're birds. I don't know. Mm. But there is always that, like, 5%. percent flying octopuses. Flying octopuses, Oh, those yes. guys. And that we can't explain. That right. we simply can't explain. And that goes for the government. That goes for science. Uh, you know, we've had astronomers look into this, which I'm sure we'll get into. Did you hear about, did you read that news story that came out a couple months ago about the guy who worked in the Pentagon? Oh, we're getting there, Kumail. Oh, all right, we are all right, getting all right, there. All right, all right. Hold your horsey. But, but, but before we do get to the Pentagon, because I think that is part of part of what was so striking to me in looking through this stuff, is like the government has been involved in some sort of cover up. I don't know if it's for alien spacecraft or if it's just because they're covering up the you their know experimental their yeah. own technology. Mm-hmm. But the government's been involved since 1947, right? And Roswell was the. By the way, that is the year that Pakistan became a country. Anyway, keep going. I'm just trying to teach you something. That's Thank fucking so awesome, much. man. Are That's... the two things connected? Come on. You're back. I don't know. I was fucking spaceship crashes in New Mexico, and a month later we have a new country. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, well, that is another question that comes up, actually, is uh, how how much of the concentration of UFO sightings is based in the United States, mm. or how international a phenomenon is it? It is definitely a worldly phenomenon. Uh, we, we often see it through Western eyes, however. Uh, all the big cases you think of, Roswell, um, uh, Rendlesham, um, which was in England, but was on a American military base, um, which... I can get into later as well. But most of the cases have happened here. And so the ones that are reported in other countries, are they similar images? Um, Very strikingly similar. There's many patterns to be made in terms of what they saw. The the thing I've I've noticed, though, is that um, other countries, they take this topic very seriously, where here in the United States, it's very ridiculed at times. Um, Is it because we've made so many movies about it, maybe? Possibly. There's a lot of, like, the chicken and the egg thing is which Mm. came first, the 
bug-eyed aliens in the movies or the... Uh, the bug-eyed yeah. aliens fucking me up the ass with their instruments. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Kumail, you grew up in Pakistan. Uh, tell us about that. Uh, no. Um... <laughs> How much of the movie is true? Spotlight, Freddy. <laughs> no, but what was the cultural consciousness as a kid in Pakistan? Like, do they talk about... What, what, what's the understanding of UFOs in Pakistan? Did they... Oh, I mean, I remember us, all of everybody talking about it. I was obsessed with UFOs since I was a little kid. I had all the mm. books and stuff. And, Time uh, life? Not Time Life, uh, but other ones. But I was really... I remember looking at the, a picture of, like, the checkerboard radiation burn yeah. thing and being like, oh, wow, that's... I want that. But, like, if you... In, I don't know if you can speak to it now because you've been gone for so long, but if a person had... One of the things that I noticed through the, through your book and through this documentary that I watched is that people, when they come out, there's pre, a lot of pretty regular people and a lot of very high-ranking people. Right. Are, they're immediately ridiculed and they're made to be sorry that they ever talked about what they saw. Is the same kind of ridicule in Ireland or in Pakistan... Is, it, does it feel as lambasted and lampooned in, this, in the other countries that you guys grew up in? Yeah. I, I'd say so. I mean, the thing is, I think you'd be more ridiculed for an alien than a ghost in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you've a very religious country, any really religious right. country, you're naturally saying, I believe in something higher, as long as it's not higher than Jesus. Right. Like, or Allah, or whatever oh, it is. Oh, uh, we've got as like, As long as it's not Jesus. higher than that. <laughs> I see your Allah, and I raise you a Jesus Christ. Um, you call them wee little spirits, is that right? A wee no we really don't Um, but I I, I think there's the belief in in something higher than you but the alien science side of it I think you would fair enough because to some degree an alien sighting uh, flies in the face of a religious Um, it feels more grounded in science I I think I mean the idea of of God and why we have it it's it's for all of our psychology and it's for all of our um, insanity it's what we have to explain things that we don't have any words for at the moment we don't have any science for and that's why we have it and whether it's real or not we don't know actually but I do know and it, it is oh, yeah. is it Jesus yeah. oh Jesus, not Jesus literally no. um, not Jesus. is it not Jesus who is it oh God it's interesting because religion provides comfort whereas aliens provide discomfort extreme discomfort, discomfort. why also, would we want to believe but that? I think I think the idea that we are alone is so solipsistic. It's so the idea that we are at the core of our own universe. I've always said it's it was solipsistic. A, you are Moshe. <laughs> it's do. classic Moshe, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. But it's so the idea that we are the only planet that has managed to like get enough heat and bacteria together to develop into whatever li- these little bags of meat we are are <laughs> is 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 absolutely ridiculous. Uh, that said, I, I I don't know about the how far in advance. For example, all all of the alien spacecrafts we have are a version of aeroplanes. So we never, we can't even imagine something right. that doesn't look like even when it moves people, as a vapor. Like, yeah, we don't know. You know even like the Hindu what, gods what, are you're Jesus, saying that they the, all look like men. You're saying that the sightings of UFOs thing. match aircraft that we've seen in they, they actual conventional... They match some idea I don't of think that that... a helium balloon, of a balloon into the sky, say... of an octopus. Is that true, that's, Ryan? That's, that, for that, me, that is, that's the bit that I'm that like doesn't feel, That doesn't feel like it tracks with your book. Like, is, that, is that true that the sightings of alien spacecraft fit conventional aircraft ideas? I, I wouldn't say they directly mirror our aircraft. They always seem to be a little bit ahead, um, at least from what I've gathered from you know decade to decade report to report. I mean, you look at like the early 50s, you had saucers. You look at the 60s and 70s, 80s, you had... Just weed leaves, right? Just yes. floating weed leaves. <laughs> I just saw a Tesla 3 flying around the other day. <laughs> <laughs> well, t- take us... Well, yeah, please. I'm sorry. Um, 
Oh, God. What's Spring Heel Jack? Do you know what that is? You don't know what that is. I think okay, that's, that's a murder fine. thing, that's isn't fine. it? No, but there was... Uh, I've I read these books, and now I'm getting, like, little flashes, but in, in London, there was, like, a creep. There was, like, a sighting, and then this creature was seen jumping around for... This was, like, in the 1800s about the or something. Mothman so aren't there, like... You know what? There's, like, mm-hmm. old paintings where there's, like, a disc flying and yeah. stuff. What's that about? <laughs> yeah. Great question, Kumail. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. I mean... Again, that would get me more that pre the idea of an aeroplane yes, or people flying. I hear you. There's something. What what I was trying to say there was the idea that there's aliens. Of course, of course, we're not the only bloody planet. Like how classic hashtag human is is it of us to imagine like no, we're the only ones. We're the most advanced you could ever be. What about crack sh- crack shoes? Then that's disgusting. Like clearly we're not the most advanced people in the world. But the that's the, the, your the, proof that we're not alone in the yeah, universe. Crocs, crocs guys, <laughs> just don't. Um, but if, like that. We can't even imagine something a little like you're, you, you were saying about sightings. They're a little bit further on than a spacecraft. Mm-hmm. They're not an unimaginable thing. They're yeah. just a little bit. Further but on. I think in but the when past, you're like like what you were, were saying, Kamal, about those things in the paintings, you're like that is yeah, that so is nuts. Are, yeah, no, right. are there a lot of sightings before like the 1900s? Oh yeah, I mean, there's there's sightings back to recorded history from what I can gather. I mean, I I, I look a lot at the modern UFO era from like Roswell mm-hmm. on, but. Yes, I mean, you look at... Um, like Nostradamus's predictions yeah. of 9-11 yeah. or whatever. You're like, oh, that's weird because yeah. they are... that He couldn't even have imagined a, a, a building that high. Mm. So something that, 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 that to me is like, whoa, that's a, you know, perfect... You work real of. hard to bring 9-11 into this. Yeah. <laughs> always, always. That's kind of my brand. Yeah. Never forget. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so getting back to the modern understanding of, of the UFO era, which I think these questions are good, and what you're saying is that there are recorded uh, instances of these sightings, but it doesn't actually hit its fever pitch until, to your point, Ashling, we do uh, we do get into the modern era. So there is a kind of, you know, sort of confirmation bias question about it all, but as we get into la- later on into but the it, history... Uh, I want to say it makes sense that as we have more science that these sightings would stand out more because back then you see something flying and you're like fuck, we don't know anything, yeah. so that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. But now we're like, we know most things what the, what fuck the hell is that, is that? Yeah. so they, they wanted to figure out what whether it was real when we got to this exactly what you're saying to this era of ex- scientific exploration and in fact to this era of really being afraid of our skies being compromised our national security being compromised uh after World War II and airspace being a secured thing that needed to be secured, uh, we start seeing government involvement and trying to figure out what these things are. So tell me about Project Blue Book and what, what, what was that and, and how did it affect the, the discovery and the exploration of UFOs? Yeah, so uh, Project Blue Book was the government's first official uh, acknowledgement that there was a, a UFO phenomenon. By the way, they coined the term UFO, unidentified flying object, to downplay uh, you know the danger of mm. what these things could possibly be in our skies. Know. Yeah, yeah. We just don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. Um, so they they coined this term UFO. They started looking into it. They hired the world's most prominent astronomers to look into this to debunk it. Very much like Scully. And when was this? Uh, this was in 1957 when Project okay. Blue Book started. Uh, uh, Pakistan had been around for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So what was happening beyond what was happening in Pakistan, which we've all been very curious about? <laughs> What was happening between 47 when they confiscated all the equipment at Roswell and the beginning of this Blue Book, Blue Book project? What, what was the government doing and what was happening in, in this space? Uh, so, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if these things were crashing in the skies and they weren't supposedly ours, like clearly it was a, a threat. 
you know, so I, I think that was the point where they had to say, okay, we have to look into this officially. Um, they hired Dr. J. Allen Hynek, again, the world's most like prominent astronomer at the time, to say it's just swamp gas. It's just uh, natural phenomena. Oh, I hate swamp gas, swamp man. Gas. <laughs> that, was a bad, that was a bad night, you know? <laughs> and he couldn't do it. He, he spent years investigating these cases, going out, you know, boots on the ground, like, looking at these things. And eventually he came to the conclusion that whatever these things were, they, they were not ours. And uh, it was pretty interesting. He started his own organization after that, after Project Blue Book ended in uh, 1969. The government said it was not a national security threat. Everything's cool. We're done investigating what this. What was he That's investigating, it. though? Was he investigating, like, parts of the uh, spacecrafts that he found or people's uh, f- um, reports. reports? Reports, yeah. So he was, like, the first responder when people would report these things to the government. So they would, you know, send him out there to interview the witnesses um, and to look for any trace evidence. You know, had a craft supposedly landed, uh, they'd go out there with Geiger counters looking for radiation in the area. And did they uh, find radiation in the area? Oh, yeah. On many occasions. In fact, like it was uh, in that documentary, like Harry Truman, who was president at the time, was talking about this isn't like this is not a classified project. Uh, no, no, this was completely open to the public. Right, it wasn't, and at the time, the, the the conversation felt a lot more dignified. It felt a lot less ridicule based, and more like where they were actually trying to figure out whatever the phenomenon was that people were seeing, whether or not it was a real phenomenon. Yeah. And Harry Truman himself was like on was talking about it and trying to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. So, in other words, the government hired a scientist to try to disprove the existence of UFOs, and could he could not? He could not. No, I to think- the point where he became a believer. <laughs> Do you enjoy true stories of the supernatural from the people who experienced it? Well, then you might like my show, Jim Harold's Campfire. Hi, I'm Jim, and we've been doing the show since 2009. And we talk about ghosts, cryptic creatures, UFOs, head scratchers, you name it. And you tune in and you might hear a story like this one. And as he was driving home, he encountered a shadow person who seemed to be dressed like a monk. I know that sounds very strange, um, but it was a solid black form and it was wearing a hooded cloak tied at the waist with the cloak up and it had glowing red eyes. He sees this thing coming out of a really teeny abandoned cemetery. If you haven't tuned in, I hope you'll check us out. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are heard. It's Jim Harold's Campfire, and you can find it at jimherald.com. Thanks so much, and stay spooky. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I think that's what's so scary about the whole thing. It's not just aliens, at least when it comes to America. It's the fact that it feels like our government has been working their asses off to keep whatever it is from Mm. us. And I think that's the thing that's scary. It's not only like, not only are there beings coming from other places, but like, oh, the government knows everything. It's spending millions of dollars keeping it from you. There's something definitely bad going on here. It kind of speaks to a scarier like, oh, there is, there is something for sure. And the people who are in charge absolutely don't want us to have any part of it. Do you it. think I, it's getting harder and harder? Like, do you remember when Osama bin Laden was caught? Oh, my God. But, no, but it's... Nine, nine, queen of 9-11 speaks again. That's right. I just want some answers. Um, no, put on glasses. Do you remember there was a guy um, who tweeted about seeing the helicopters? And so they were trying to do, like, a private mission. But there was a guy who's like, I can see these helicopters right. outside my house. And all of a sudden, you, you, for example, had no access to the internet. All you could do is go, Dad! Him <laughs> at the time, exactly. but, <laughs> but uh, now, like, like people, the people around can go, guys, what the hell is going on? Here's a picture. Everyone else can see this. So at the time, there was this guy just in his house going, it is weird for this time of night for these helicopters to be floating about. So that so, would be that would fall into your 95, 98 percent of of cases that are bullshit. That are people thinking they're seeing something. Uh, that no, no, really I there. don't. I don't mean it like that. I mean it more that um, at the time, you'd like you. What would you do? To call the government. You'd call a government, get through to a hotline. Weeks later, someone would come with a white coat and go. Whereas now, you sort there are people have connection to communities, and you can take a photo very quickly. You can just take it. You know, like like you were saying about um, uh, technology, we have sort of access to go. That is weird because there's so much stuff. I can take a picture of it or. But then also it? all the stuff is it's harder to believe because exactly it's so yeah yeah that, that that is the biggest conundrum we have in ufology as we call it is we live in an age where anything can be faked you know every right. UFO photo every video that comes out you know so then I get sent on a weekly basis it's bullshit it's bullshit it's bullshit so in a weird way these older sightings and these older uh, uh, cases are a little bit more helpful to figure out if they're real than people saying that they see them now. Right? I, I think so. I, and, I mean, it, it's it's sad to think that, you know, we have to look back at 1947 for, you know, to see an authentic UFO. Right. So, yeah. so Project Blue Book was shut down in 1969. Why did they shut it down? Because they decided there was no credible threat, whether that was true or not. They shut it down and they said... Or did they find it enough to... To realize that they had to start hiding it. Yeah. By the way, I do want to say that the government secrecy around it, I understand that and I support it. What do you I, think that is? I think if they were like, oh, we don't know this spacecraft mm. coming and going, we have no idea. That would be horrifying. I what would happen? Know. I want to know. Yeah, but what, what do you think would happen in a, in a, in a, in a world where, where we're living in a, a reality that's terrifying on a daily basis? Yes. Like, what would really happen if the government was like, yeah, there are UFOs? Also, it wouldn't even move aliens. the needle. Yeah. You know? No, but that's like, Trump. We elected Trump. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, but that's <laughs> now. I'm, I'm saying, like, but, before that. No, I, I agree and with I, that. And I think that the era that these, that these craft came out, that's post-World War II era, people were really paranoid about 
the end of the world nuclear mm. weapons. Now we just accepted that it's definitely going to happen and it's not Anything a big deal. Yeah. So, but it doesn't. Ex- so it explains why they covered it up in the first place. It, it doesn't explain why they continue to do so today if it is in fact a cover up. And I think the evidence shows that it is in fact a cover up. Whether they're covering up their own technology or not, we don't know. But what what happened when they shut down Project Blue Book? Did they stop researching UFOs? Uh, apparently, that, that was their official statement on it. Um, a story came out, you know, maybe a month ago, uh, where we learned that that certainly was not the case. What was that story? Uh, so this happened about a month ago. The New York Times uh, came out with an article about a secret Pentagon program that had been going on for about five years where they were secretly investigating UFOs. You mean the last five years there's been a, pro- a program at the Pentagon This was UFOs. from about 2000, yeah, about 2008 or so to, to now, so a little longer than that. And did they discover anything? So This yeah. is what you were talking about, Kumail. Yeah, it's really great stuff. Yeah, it, it was, for, I mean, for like ufologists who were screaming, you know, for vindication yeah. that these things are real. And by the way, to your point, Moshe, this story came out and not, it like, did not, did move, not the move the needle. Did not move well, the exactly. Needle. Everybody's just like, what did Trump tweet? Yeah. yeah. There's alien life here right now. Now, but what about Trump, though? Did he fuck Stormy Daniels? But do you think that that's why certain things take off? Because they kind of capture a mood. Like, there are certain times when, collectively, we're, we're, humans are more like bees. Like, we all sort of are afraid of the same things at the same time, whether it's terrorism or UFOs at the time or, or mad cow disease or whatever it's going to be. We all get afraid of the same thing. And it takes attention away from something else. At the moment... In the world, aliens are the least of our fucking problems. Absolutely. So we're like, oh, come and, yeah. come and bomb us or do something. It'll be better than what's going on now. But, but tell us so about the Pentagon. A... Okay. But, but before yeah. you do that, Ashley, yeah. speaking of terrorism, just real quick, what's your favorite terror attack? Oh, I don't know. I mean, the IRA had some real doozies during the 80s. Um, no, I, I wasn't trying to d- d- distract from, from what you were saying. I was just saying in terms of it going quiet, it's because the fear has been sort of pushed somewhere else. So I'm not surprised there was no big... Uh, like kind of like hitting the news about it because people are so overwhelmed by everything else that's going on that that's yeah. but also fear. a rival yeah. came out right after the election and I sobbed like a baby during that yeah. movie. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so what? What? Um, what was the, the Pentagon story? What did we learn from that? So the head of the program, his name was Luis Elizondo. He'd worked for the Department of Defense for a really long time. He was hired to uh, to head this project. By uh, I believe it was Senator Harry Reid. Uh, yes, was the one it was who, Harry yeah, Reid. Harry Reid. He's the one who got the money to do this. What are you, a hip hop hype man? The super <laughs> Harry Reid. I just mean it's not a crazy guy. It's a guy we know. Well, that's what I kept coming to with this, with the stuff that you sent me. Was like, like yes, there are crazies out there that are like you know saying that they are getting alien anal probes. But a lot of the people that are cited in your book and in this documentary are like you know Air Force general uh, majors, Air Force pilots. Jimmy They're, Carter, right? Didn't Jimmy Carter, Carter, Gerald right. Ford, Harry Truman. So what? Uh, oh, so Morris me. Day. <laughs> Morris Day and the, and time, the time. Time Life there books, pages missing, etc. I'm getting um, too old for so, this shit. So Harry Reid had hired this guy. Yeah, he hired this guy and he got the funding to do this project because Harry Reid was very interested in the topic. And uh, so for f- and it was something like $22 million, which right. you know to me seems like a lot. But it, in terms of like government funding, it's nothing. And I think that was the purpose was it was so lowly funded that it was, you know, under the radar so you know they could do this secretly and keep investigating ufos so wasn't he involved with another guy who um was like an entrepreneur who yeah what's that so 
Harry Reid was directly involved with Robert Bigelow. Um, this guy is an entrepreneur. He started a, a budge, the Budget Hotel Suites. So this dude's a billionaire, and he's had a strong interest in UFOs for many, many years. He is convinced that we've been visited um, by something otherworldly, non-human. And uh, he had been helping to fund this project as well. So any information that was going into this Pentagon story was then getting funneled to Robert Bigelow. Wait, so this is a private citizen that's yeah. funding a, go- a, a Pentagon in- inspection unit? Yes. And was he legally getting the information or was it were, was the guy just passing it to him? I, I See, that's where I, I it gets very interesting. Um, that's supposedly. Terrifying. Bigelow has wreckage from UFO craft oh, in geez. his possession. Well, well, in one of those budget billion. suites. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. And he has a brother named Deuce who's actually a male gigolo. I don't know if people know about that, but uh, just looking for a joke, Camille. All right, I see your disappointment, you, you and I accept one? it. Did you find oh, you're right, you're right. Did you find a joke? Yeah, when are you going to find yeah, it? Yeah, let me know when you find a joke. You know what? The joke is out there. Um, okay, so in the 60s, so we move into the 60s and 70s, right, and now things start to get a little bit wonky and weirder because with psychedelic drugs and with the kind of hippie movement, the UFO, to your point, Ashley, the, the UFO movement sways into the cultural forces that are present at the time. What What's going on in the 60s? and 70s in terms of UFO sightings. Yeah, so I mean, you're looking at the decades when like we're very anti-war, we're all about peace, and you start to see uh, see this movement within ufology that almost these religions start to pop up around it. And a lot of people believe ufology is religion. It's a belief system, whereas I look at it more as, you know, fact-based, evidence-based. Wait, people believe, what do they believe, what are the tenets of this religion? That there were beings that came and set up our civilization and that's that's why they're coming back? Is Because that was one of the questions I kept asking myself. Is like, I can understand an alien visiting. I can't understand aliens visiting sustained over and over again for 60 years and what are they doing? How yeah. fucking interesting, I mean, what, are they, what are they doing? Are they just jerking their little twelve-year-old dicks to our, you know, like porkies looking through a thing? Well, like, why are they here so much? Lottery, probably. Yeah. What's that? They're just playing the lottery every time they come back. They're like, we're gonna get it at some point, and yeah. then we can go. Maybe it's like a cruise ship for them. Like they pay money. Oh, like, go check out Tourism. Earth. Look at these idiots. <laughs> And do you think it's an, an element of it? Again, I, I just oh, I, again I believe that there are probably aliens. It's just at certain times the psychological zeitgeist or what it taps into it, it is sort of prevalent around the world. For example, fear or the idea that we're alone or that we want to go somewhere else. So I believe a lot of like religions come from God. Imagine if this is all we is. Uh, if this is all we are. Imagine if this is this is it. That would be too terrifying to get our heads around. So let's just really believe there's something else. But that's sort of... And then with that's so, with, with, an uh, argument against U- actual UFOs. Uh, no, no, no. no uh, uh, against... Uh, not, not to say some of the sightings, but like you're saying, like in, in terms of tapping into the psychology of why we have this need or what to believe... Uf- what what need UFOs kind of take... What, what need they fulfill for us? Yes, yes, like, yes, yes, exactly. So, and that's why I'm curious. What... In, in ufology, what what is the cult, like current thing of what aliens are doing for us? Like that we is what's in the culture. In, in other words, why are they coming here, or what no, are no, they no, doing? No, 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 not actually. Like in, just in, I'm more interested in how we we interpret them coming. Mm. So if oh, it, we know that already. No, but like literally right now. So if it's gone from like oh they might be a threat, oh they're peaceful loving beings, we should build a religion around them. What is it now? 
Have they come to take us away I, from this bad... Look, yeah, is it a is rescue another, mission at this yeah. point? Well, like, well, well if in the 60s, was it that there were religions around UFOs? Yeah, I mean, there were religions popping up, there were cults popping up. But what up. was the basis of those religions? Like, are we going to be saved? Or are we, what, what, right. is the, what is the idea behind it? I, I think what, it, what was, it was this whole idea of uh, they are going to impart knowledge on us. They're going uh, to mm. uh, come here to save us. So we were searching for, like, an other to save us because we weren't, you know saving ourselves. And that's exactly how we've interpreted phenomena. We don't understand it. used to be like, oh, it's raining because this goat, we should kill this goat. You know mm. you know what I mean? And so yeah. seeing UFOs, we're just putting on... I don't know why you guys laughed at that. Um, <laughs> that's real shit. Um, but... but we're seeing something we don't understand and we're coming up with different reasons well, that's to what explain I just it. had a thought if all of the butt probing of the 80s was a result of like STDs and like suddenly like that <gasps> and homophobia and homophobia and that being a yes, thing in the culture that that's what we're responding to yes Jessica thank Fletcher you. yes thank you so I, well exactly and the, the, what what happened in the 80s and 90s is that they started they moved from being our like loving brothers into being people that are coming to like butt stick fuck shit in our yeah, yeah butt fuck us and give us space aids so <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what have you encountered people that were abducted but that claim to be abducted by aliens and what like do you buy that do you buy that kind of stuff it's really tough and it, it i was extremely skeptical when i got to the alien abduction part of the book and and you know essentially interviewing people who claim this like i had to meet them face to face in order to hear or, or ask to ask as the case may be <laughs> It's funny how that all probe thing. Like that was like one case. Yeah, but really one case. No, it's definitely been more than one. A few. Yeah, Yeah, but listen, it's the Steele dossier. We don't talk about all the other shit. We talk about the fucking piss on the with the Russian hooker. I mean, so it's salacious. If if you're probing as a scientist, there's only so many holes in a human. One of them's gonna be like it's like. Two nose, two ears, one mouth or a butt. Like a there's badge. only there's yeah. only one. Wait, you missed a, a very important hole. <laughs> I forgot about my main one. You know, when it comes down it. to sex, it's an ass, two nose, nostrils, an ear, and I guess you're done. I don't no, know what no. else is there. When, when I lose my virginity, I'm going to know all about the last one. <laughs> you really are Irish. Um, <laughs> but no, I, it's not that mad to think that you go up one of them, wouldn't it? Like it's your nose, your ears. Are well, true. did you ever conduct an interview with a person that had been abducted that made you feel like this is? something happened here yeah so there were a few i mean i I met with a woman face to face with her husband and she's recalling this event that had happened to her that she'd been taken aboard this craft that they'd experimented on her um and she's like gripping her husband's hand and (gasps) just crying and he's like there, like trying to calm her down now whether or not that's the whole thing that i've come to with the alien abduction phenomenon is whether or not that physically happened if it really happened if aliens actually took this woman i i can't tell you I or you there. think she she believes she it, and that's believes all you can get at most of these people they firmly believe that these events happened to them no i, I can't say they did or they did not uh, i'll take down the story I'll, I'll be a listening But do you believe? Like, you can always... Of course you can, but when you go into those rooms, is there an element of belief or is it just sort of, like, pity and sorrow for whatever this person feels viscerally like they're going through? I, I wouldn't say pity. I, I'm definitely open and compassionate. Mm. I, I think that's essential when you're interviewing someone with such a 
on mm. such a sensitive issue. Um, just to hear them out is almost like confirmation enough for them yeah. that someone's willing to listen. But that for idea you, of like they do without studies, enabling them. they do studies of people like if you write down while someone's telling you about a trauma, if you are writing something down versus not, the people who are being listened to by someone writing something down feel. Better, better than yeah. the other people because they feel like it's going somewhere official Absolutely. and now it means something. Yes. Yeah. I read a thing that said that a, uh, a theory is that a lot of these abduction memories are actually dissociated memories of abuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I run into that. Somebody just right. snapped like we were at a poetry slam over here, I swear. <laughs> You're like, dissociated memories of abuse right there, boy, yeah. They, they have a bingo T- talk card. About it. Check that. Oh, yeah. Line you- one. <laughs> they have their hound tall bingo card. <laughs> but uh, that it's someone a visitor in the night mm-hmm. taking you know all that oh yeah i mean there are the theories of you know abuse or trauma as a child or uh sleep paralysis you know yeah. things like this these are a lot of a, a lot of the times the explanations for mm. abduction cases but there uh, there's a gentleman that i used to speak to um he passed away a few years ago named buddy hopkins he was fucked to death by an alien wasn't he <laughs> oh, i knew it i knew yeah, it, it. Was I've real. Been- I've been probing a real person. Oh, this is your friend? Yeah. Oh, uh, and colleague. A colleague? Colleague? All right. He was fucked to death by an alien. Acquainted. He had a family. Come on. <laughs> I know. It's a fucking tragedy the way he went out. You're going to have to bleep his name. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, he interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people who claimed to have been abducted by aliens. I'd say about 98% of them. Uh, he found absolutely no evidence of any sort of trauma. Well, what about the 2%? And this is what I would say to you as well. What do you think? 98% had no abuse of trauma, so only 2% were the ones who who were easily debunked. Exactly. So what did he... No, rather, what did you feel? Because, again, you're saying you have a lot of sensitivity and everything, and you clearly are a caring person. Were there any of them that you were like, fuck, man, I think this might have happened to you, when you were talking to these people? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I... I am. Uh, I've been interviewing this guy for years now. His name is Travis Walton. They made a movie about him, mm-hmm. uh, early '90s, I want to say, called what? Fire. In the oh, Sky. that I scene is awful. Oh, yeah. that I scene. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's what is it called? It's what called Fire, Fire in, in the, the Sky. sky. Okay. What happens in the? So, isn't that the movie that first scared you about f- from aliens? No, E. T. Then... was the first fucking movie right, that right. scared me about aliens. Oh. That guy looks like a penis. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not scared of this. You're not scared of them anymore. Somebody's upset. You just got the opposite of a poetry slam snap on that. You fucking say E.T. looks like a dick, motherfucker? Uh-uh. Take it back. E.T. looks like He a- rode a bike and it was cute. <laughs> are okay. you terrified of E.T.? No, I'm terrified for you. That's oh. the penises that you are seeing. Uh, oh, Come God. On. Hey, I'm right here. Wow. Yikes. Yikes. My penis. Take it out, put a blanket on it, see if we all love it. You know, in 1947, Pakistan began, and the alien dick phenomenon has never been the same. Now, okay, so we're going... uh, I want you to answer that question first. This person, what were you saying? You interviewed this one person. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was back in, like, 75 it happened, but, like, six... He was part of a logging crew that went out to do a project, a tree thinning project. Uh, they see this craft. He gets out, this guy Travis. He looks up at it. It shoots a beam down, hits him. And the other dudes, they, you know, they just bolt. They get out of there. Yeah. They think he's dead at that point. Um, many hours later, they come back. And <laughs> many hours later. Many hours Should we go later. check on Claude? Or? Yeah. God, no, male no. friendships are awful. Yeah. Male, if that was a girl, I'd be like, get the fuck down, you 
piece of shit go on Mary you get up there I'll stand on my shoulders we'll get him back yeah, men are like run we'll come back in a few hours and see if he's okay yeah I've noticed how supportive women are of each other all the time uh, so, so they all saw Taylor being abducted. Travis. Uh, it's Travis. I called him Claude, and I feel like yeah. it should stick. Yeah. Okay, we yeah. will let it go. I'm sure one of them. They saw him be Claude. hit by a beam. Yeah. They so, saw that. They saw it. They all saw it. He gets hit. They leave. Uh, they report it to the police, what happened. They go out with the police to try to find the guy. They can't find him anywhere. So for weeks on end, everyone thinks that uh, this guy's been murdered and that this is this like story of a UFO was a cover-up for it. Um, by the loggers, they think the loggers. By the loggers, wow. that they, you know, maybe something happened out there. They made up this elaborate story. Uh, a few weeks later, he shows up. He's found on the side of a road, and uh, they are able to, you know, get him talking again and everything. He recounts the same exact event that happened with the beam coming down, and then he recounts this crazy story about being taken aboard a craft and being experimented on. He picked something up, tried to hit one of the aliens at one point. Whoa. And, uh, That's a logger for you right there, huh? <laughs> you get a comedian up there, it's just fucking submission, you know? <laughs> I'm turning over, I'm like, it's back here. <laughs> this is the only one I have. <laughs> you got my at nose. At least it's a story. <laughs> two nostrils, two ears. <laughs> I just got ten new minutes. I got a yeah. one-man show coming soon. Yeah. This is not the difference between men and women again. I like that. You get kidnapped by an alien and you get ten new minutes out of it. That is at least a one-man right. show. It was like, no, 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 go back to the other stuff. That's all I got yeah. on that, actually. Motion talks fast. Yeah. Anyway, I'm married now, so it's, you know, that's a trip. Anyway. Um, so this, this gentleman remembers it. And is he still around? Oh, yeah, he's still around. And what's weird is... Like he hasn't. It looks like he hasn't aged a day since this happened. Whoa. Take me up there, it's right? Creepy. Yeah. Hollywood. Hollywood. Uh, he and the other loggers were put under countless like polygraph tests, and they all passed with flying colors. Wow. It's fucking crazy. Like, did you talk to the other loggers? Yes, I've spoken to several of them on several occasions. They all have the same. They all have the same. Are story. they all friends still? No. No. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. How far away were like, you? Fucking be, like Taylor, you run away. Taylor still looks all young and fuckable. We're all old ass loggers over here with yeah. our leather skin. Travis, but yes. Oh, uh, Travis. <laughs> I went from Claude to Taylor. I'm getting yeah, closer. Getting close. uh, how far away was he found from where he was taken, presumably? Uh, I think it was something like 20 miles or something wow. like that. Yeah. What do so, you think? Yeah. Oh, so, so that's when you believe, like you feel like... Mm, well, that, yeah. like I mean, that's a case where I'm like, these. they had everything to lose and nothing to gain with this yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, a story yeah. They've made no money on this. You know, they unless made a movie about it, but they made, like, Unless they were all with women. each other an orgy or something. Wow. And they were yeah, like, what, wait, guys, if we all say we <laughs> saw Bame alive. <laughs> and they all fucked each other and then he hid for two weeks. Homophobia is deep, man. It's like, I'll be in this log cabin for two weeks. It's also an anal probe situation. Um, well, that's the thing. I know people personally who are normal, sane, normal people. People who have seen UFOs and mm. I know a group of three friends who'd seen it and one was telling people and the other two were like, don't tell people it makes us look weird so he doesn't yeah, talk about it. I know multiple anything. people who've seen Who've seen it? There's, there are cases where, like, a whole town in Texas saw something. You know, that's yeah. right. They don't in, gain anything. Or, in, from. or in a town in Texas, in Phoenix, Arizona, there was one case in Phoenix, Arizona, that so many people saw it. The governor of Arizona saw it, and he yeah. wow. he, he came out and said, "I saw these aliens." Yeah. Wow. What was, did they see? They saw a 
you tell us. Yeah, this was the Phoenix Lights incident of uh, 1997. It's a, a great huge title. Huge boomerang <laughs> craft was seen over the city, the Phoenix. Uh, thousands of people saw this, reported it. Uh, they sent out fighter jets to, to try to find this thing. What, they couldn't what year find was it. This, this is 97. But You're because in graduated it, high school, so because yeah, if you remember um, that was uh, crocodile bu- bu- Dundee was really huge <laughs> then, so that's why people were seeing giant boomerangs. <laughs> <laughs> that's not an alien spacecraft. Yeah. <laughs> it is an alien spacecraft. Um, so, so but what that are, wasn't that long ago for a whole town to see something. It's quite like well, there's another the, one of the stories in uh, the uh, to me was the most substantive and really was sort of breathtaking was the story of the airbase in England where uh, the the uh, US Air Force Base in England. Tell us about that, what they saw, and what happened. Yeah, so I, I've been in direct contact with the key witness to this event. This happened in 1980. It was in called Rendlesham Forest. This uh, was a forest between two joint military bases owned by the United States in England. Uh, this is during the Cold War, you know, so tensions were high. We were over there just in case anything happened. Um, so one night, this craft is caught on radar. Um, everyone's seen it coming in, land in the forest, and about 60 officers were sent out to investigate whatever the hell this thing was. Because they thought it was maybe a, a sort of foreign actor yeah. that was coming in to do some nefarious something. Absolutely. Right? And, and what's interesting is at the time we were secretly housing nuclear ordnance under these bases without England's knowledge. Whoa. We were able to sneak them in. So, of course, it's highly sensitive at this point mm-hmm. if something had incurred, you know. And So they scrambled like 20 military police or whatever to go... 60. 60, okay. Yeah. And they all ran towards it. They all had to go. That, that was, they didn't know what they were walking into. They were just told to go out there and see what, you know, what they can do. Um, the base commander, this is caught on audio as well. You can hear this if you... I heard the audio. It's insane. It's, it's pretty scary, yeah. And uh, the base commander is recounting what's going on as this is happening. And he said that this craft was directly over the nuclear ordinance and disabled it. <gasps> it, it got what? shut down. And the other thing is that 20, these 20 military police went to the woods and they all saw something that they universally reported as beyond any kind of possibility of being crafted on at least technology that any of these people in the fucking Air Force knew about, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is all the way from high-ranking military officials down to military police. All were reporting the same thing. Yeah. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, they called in somebody else once again to debunk the thing. They called in a higher-ranking military official who came in uh, and this, saw the exact same thing. Yeah, right? there was activity for three nights on the base. You know, once this thing landed and supposedly shot off, uh, strange lights were seen over the base for two more nights, and they could not explain what was going on. And they, they told all the officers never to speak about it. This story only came out about 20 years ago or so. It's and, interesting. And this was not like, a, you know, a, a you know, traumatized yokel, you know, just going like, I saw something in the sky. These are high-ranking military officials. And also, after that, the governments of England... And France have come out, and Belgium have all come out with full disclosure on their mili- their UFO programs, their UFO observation programs, and they all report that there are at least some uh, substantial cases of UFOs that they cannot explain and that were sightings that can't be explained. So other countries have come out and admit that they're <clears throat> they've like found stuff. 
almost every country you can think of who has ever investigated UFOs, you know, whether publicly or secretly, have come forward and said, look, we've looked into it. We don't know what's going on, but here's our files. They're we're very such assholes. Why are we? Yeah. We're such assholes. Yeah. Like, why are we the ones who are like, no, 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 we'll keep this. Because we're the ones talking us. to them. Do you think we're actually talking to them? Uh, I... That's a, I mean, you look at Contact, to the movie Contact. You know, that, that's where I SETI comes in. I love that film. It's so good. It's really good. Oh. I have a, I have a, I don't know if there's a funny story, but it's an odd story. I saw Contact, <laughs> and I was so taken with it. I was like, when did it come out? Like ninety four? No, it was later. It was like ninety seven or so. I was just, yeah. I was so, I was just like in awe of the film. It like really got mm. my brain going, and I'm like, I gotta get in my car and drive into the hills to look at the moon so I did I got into this like 93 Saturn and I drove up into the Oakland Hills and I didn't bring any shoes because I was like it's like 2 in the morning I'm just going to go ponder the cosmos right and I'm up there I'm sitting on the hood I'm just having like a moment with God and the moon or whatever and I have no shoes on I'm way up in the Oakland Hills and I pull I'm like okay well I've, I've looked at the moon for a while and I pull out I, I start the car and I pull back and the car pulls up over a boulder and I'm stuck. I like can't move the car. And I don't shoeless. have no cell phone. This is pre-cell phone times. No shoes, and I had to walk three miles oh. down a winding uh, uh, Oakland Hill Road barefoot to this hotel where I walk in at like four in the morning barefoot. Like, do you guys have a payphone? Yeah, you guys seen the movie Contact? <laughs> They're like, yeah, people come here yeah. all the time. I've been pondering. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got another shoeless contact fan. <laughs> it's been happening for ten years. The movie's only been out for two. Ryan, uh, tell did us. You see the video that was, that came out a, a month ago? That uh, that was another one of those videos that came out with the the Pentagon guy that they they released one of the videos with it. Yes, yeah, so, I mean the big part of that Pentagon story was video footage that came officially from the Department of Defense, and these were two videos that. Uh, were from the gun camera footage from the fighter pilots who were sent to investigate these UFOs. And you're listening to them, and these pilots are, like, completely out of character. They're like, what the fuck is that? Uh-huh. Like, that's out. not how you talk when you're yeah, a pilot. Right. Well, I don't you know need... what it is. Yeah, yeah it's It was pretty great. freaky. And the footage itself is extremely startling. Yeah. Of the really? Way these objects are moving, uh, you know, zipping around at breakneck speeds that no human could survive it, it's just and that's what's really interesting and these videos were leaked by the head of the program yeah, he left did, the program he, he left, left yeah. the program so he could talk about this yes. right and he, what he quit so he could be like some something's happening it's like every other country in the fucking world it seems like isn't except for Blink 182 involved in this somehow too <laughs> oh yeah that guy's like uh he's he pays money the long right? yeah. So yeah, so maybe I, all the small things was about that. <laughs> all the small little men. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting because a lot of the information about UFOs that's come out has comes from very wealthy people. If you have money, you're able to get the information. Mm. So Tom DeLonge, all through his time in Blink One Eighty Two, had been investigating UFOs, researching the topic. So whenever they perfect were touring, cover. you perfect see, oh, cover. they go to Roswell yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great cover. Can you it, imagine marrying someone from a band and going, "Oh, it's great. He's got so much money." They'd be like, "Do you never believe what he spends it on?" <laughs> oh God, I have to do all the child support. He spends it on alien investigations. What a waste. My girlfriend goes through that almost oh. every day. <laughs> oh, She's here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, oh. you're in Blink One Eighty Two with that haircut. You're close um what tell me some more of the uh 
the like tell me one more of the stories of the anecdotal stories from your book or from the people that you've talked to that really like what are some of the most spine tingling stories that you've heard like one or just yeah 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 so it's the hard one, to refute what's the ones, that the ones that are hard to refute you're like I mean so many people right so the ones I find most interesting is when there's more than one witness. Mm. I mean, you have corroborating evidence at that point. You know what I mean? And there was one where a mother and her two daughters, they witnessed a triangular craft. This is in Michigan. And uh, so it's floating above their house. And one of the daughters is outside with the mother. The mother is, like, staring up at this thing. She thinks it's amazing. She's in awe. She feels euphoric. And the daughter's right next to her, like, covering her ears and saying how unbearably loud it is and how it's, like, going to kill them. And the mother couldn't hear anything. Oh, God. So it, it, that I really... Like <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. What is what do you I'm what do you take from that? That, that? that one really mystified me. I mean, mm. they're they're clearly looking, I think, at the same object, but having completely different perceptions. Because you know, your ears up until the age of eighteen can pick up sounds that an that's adult right. can't. That's so right. they do it in a lot of shopping centers. Oh, so maybe she was. That's right. They, they tried the to drive kids away at malls. Was, yeah, because yeah. right. at malls sometimes they they play these sounds to stop kids loitering. Because is that true? Age, yeah, yeah. It's it's true. Up until the age of eighteen, yeah. is a free called easy listening. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's the end of the show. Very good. I mean, well, that's a good point for us to. Uh, are there any questions from the audience? Let's uh, take a couple questions. Are there any before... people who don't believe? Wow, I want to. Yeah, here we have a question here. Uh, are any of you more convinced of UFOs now? I was already pretty convinced, yeah, but I, I would say I'm <laughs> more convinced than I was. And also, uh, we'll have to take uh, a lot of medication to sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah. I still, I, I've always believed in aliens because I think it's ridiculous not to. The UFO thing, I still, I, I think I have a question over our, our mass hysteria and psychologically what we, what we actually do as groups. Even, even things like looking up before airplanes or even the start of airplanes, did we ever look up as much as we do and how much do we... That, that's I think that's, a, that's fair enough. What refutes it to me is like is 12 military police on an Air Force base mm. and a major seeing a spacecraft right in front of them. doesn't feel like to me, maybe there's mass hysteria in the military, but it just feels like, they aren't they the opposite yeah. of, of mass hysteria? For me, it's, it's more like why, why in a military area, you're like, oh, maybe there is some kind of from another country sure. or something going to a military area. Why in that particular that's, well because they there that, are, those are the questions cases still. of them like going gravitating towards nuclear weapons and stuff right mm. Does, that happens a bunch of times oh, right? absolutely yeah the, the Rendlesham one we mentioned there was one in Montana where it went over the base and shut them down again mm. there's one in Germany where it turned them on into oh yeah, that, yours turned you on a little bit too, right? <laughs> I remember that. Because it makes but sense that they would go where our technology is best, right? If they want to learn for, about for us. For us, like like I was saying, we always put it something to our perspective. So whether it's language or it's military or it's war, we put it within our perspective. So like, oh, they would go to a military base, and for me, that's a really human connection. Sure, no, but if they're going to a place, if they're where, attracted to radiation. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Well, if no, but like, if they're looking for like. Good tech, our most advanced technology mm. would make sense that they would go. But that's, that's again, it's, it's, it, it has to be to do with technology. Alien life, we always have to go, oh, it has to be with technology. It wouldn't be an organic matter. We can't even. No, but that they, they do everything. They're, you know, anal probing, but also yeah. they're going to. That's, yeah, that's organic. There's a lot of really good spots. There's a lot of organic them. matter inside of an asshole. So we have a question up here. Grab it, grab it, boy. Hey, um, so you've looked at so many of these cases. You guys are talking about, you know, 
oh, there's stopping over military bases and stuff about technology. You've looked at so many of these over time. I mean, are there any particular, like, odd details or recurring details that are just like, what could that possibly be? Like, why would this happen so much? Mm-hmm. Like, sort of strange things. Yeah, I think for me at least, it's uh, the way it impacts people, actually. It's not even like the data or the evidence of the thing happening. It's how it actually affected people afterwards and sort of opened them up to the possibilities. Yeah, um, you're wanting a ufologist badge right now. It really it did a number you up, on you. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that doesn't connect with what we see as aliens? So again, like the spacecraft, the, the, the gray men, whatever it is, is there anything that like people have seen that have felt something that just doesn't connect with the sort of the cartoon of what we think are UFOs, the oh, kiss, yeah. the triangles, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, there's like there's the narrative of you know the the, the flying saucer, the mm-hmm. little gray aliens um, that we see over and over and over again. But there's so crazy, bizarre cases out there of like you know seven foot tall Nordic aliens, you know, Ooh, Nordic looking yeah. aliens. There's like <laughs> lizard people. Yeah. That's hot. Yeah. There's politicians the magic, the magic that are lizards. Yeah. Like, what do you want, an octopus or a seven I mean, foot tall Nordic man? It's hard to not feel Both threatened place. by that because there are few people who are less seven foot tall Nordic than me. <laughs> It's just the flavor she's been having for a while, yeah, so it's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's an exciting yeah, other, you know what I mean? Right, no, because I always, I love chocolate, but every now and then it's like, let's try a seven-foot-tall <laughs> Is there anybody who came tonight who didn't believe, who now thinks that it's possible that it's... Oh, yeah, all right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hear from you, why? Oh, just um, all of the military examples you were bringing up. It, it sounds pretty legit, and I want to do some research now. Yeah, because our military would never lie. <laughs> and then again, I leave. That, that's actually a really good point, man. The the fact that the, I don't I don't personally believe the government is ever going to tell us the truth about what they know. Because honestly, I don't think they know a lot about yeah. what's going on. Yeah. You know, they, they they don't they don't control what's happening in our skies, but they can control the information that they give to the public. You want to project confidence, absolutely. Yes. And I don't think disclosure, as they call it, is ever going to come from the government. So, like, if you see something, just, it's like, you know, the subways. If you see something, say something. You know, there's 100,000 UFO reports a year, on average. You you would recommend people report UFO sightings? It seems like every person that does is ridiculed and, like, it becomes a mistake in their lives. I, I see that changing. You don't I have really to call do. it, it like I see an a like the, the, the nice thing about unidentified flying objects. You're literally like, what the hell is this? Well, Dennis Kucinich in that presidential debate, they asked him That's if he right. seen a UFO, and he was like, well, yeah, but it was, and his presidential Which, campaign was over. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They were just like, we're, we're down done. here, so bye, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you'd still say do it. Why do you think it's important to report these things? I, I think it's extremely important because it gives us something to work off of instead of you know these cases from 1947. Mm. And stuff like that. I, I think the more people, the more credible people, military or academics or scientists that come forward or everyday people, you know, just see something when they look up. If they report it, that's more things that we can look into and, and bring it to the government and be like, like, tell us what you know. Are the reports going up given that we all have video cameras in our mm. pockets at all times? That is a really good question. Um, to my knowledge, the amount of UFOs reported hasn't changed. Interesting. Oh, wow. But, <laughs> yeah, Interesting. because that, that to me 
makes it less the fact that we can capture the images now and we're not we, and we're not no but it's, where I, is that that's I, the kind of the point I, I think was there's more videos but the, not more uh, uh, not more saying? sightings is yeah. that what you were saying I, I think so and it's tough because that is the biggest conundrum I think in today's you know technological world is that we have the technology to just mm. look up and take a picture and we don't you know but for me and this, this, this might seem like a jump but if you look at what's happening with race in America so much stuff is getting Finally, video 9/11. Yes. Yeah. No, 9/11. But like, people are like 11 and the foundation of the but, Pakistani but the state. Incident. How does that connect? No. Well, Pakistan is a country classically depopulated of seven-foot-tall uh, fuckable aliens, and I just think uh, it's time for us to talk about. Let it. me finish my point: is that what most people are saying? The incidents aren't new. What's being what's new is that we can finally capture them and go. This is happening. Can someone finally be held accountable? But they're also less credible because. We can you can manipulate an image. For, yes, yeah, that that yeah. is true. But at least like things are being captured, so we're seeing more stuff. So it's something where for years you're like it was only uh, witness reports because how else would you do it other than a witness report? Now there's all the technology to capture stuff, and yet people aren't capturing anything. Yeah, but, why is but that? There are there are. If, there is audio and there are pictures and there is video or there is not. Oh, but yeah, from it's, now. It's out there. It's, but like you said, it's disseminating the, the truth from the fiction at this mm-hmm. point. Like, there's apps that you can insert UFOs into your pictures. Right. Mm. Like, where is, do we go from there? Right. It's I guess. Uh, yeah. Is there anybody with a burning question? One final burn? Yes. All the way in the back here. Uh, so is Scientology real then? <laughs> Let's do Good one night, more everybody. question. Yeah, we've got another question to go. We're right across the street from those motherfuckers. You can talk aliens and the government all night long, but don't you ever impugn Scientology. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Give a round of applause for Ryan Sprague, Kamel Nanjiani, Emily Gordon, Ashling B. Thank you very much, and come back and see us again on the Hound Hall Discussion Series here at the UCB Theater the second Wednesday of every month. Good night. I love you. Goodbye. Somewhere in the Skies is produced by Third Kind Productions in association with the Entertainment One Podcast Network. To learn more, visit entertainmentonepodcast.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.